Welcome to That's Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Cece Calbanero, and I'll be sharing stories of miracles, God moments, and unpacking the truth behind what joy truly means. My friend, when God gives you a direct call on your life, be sure to answer it. Here's to answering my call together. Hello, sweet friends. Welcome back to That's Joy. I am Cece, and I'm so excited for today's episode. It is with a very special guest, someone that we have been waiting for, Jonathan Lutz, who is a nutrition and health coach and also a personal trainer, and he happens to be my boyfriend too. I am very excited to finally share him with y'all. We're going to share and talk about how we met. Yes, get all of the confetti going there, and also just his tips and tricks on what growth has looked like in his life. So I know that this episode is going to bless you. I hope that it gives you tools to equip you and the joyful noise is actually going to be shared by him today. So buckle up. You are going to love this one. I know it. That's joy friends. Meet Jonathan Lutz. You can feed me questions. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Okay, you guys, like I said in the intro, we have Jonathan Lutz here, my mans, which is wild. Here we are. Um, Instead of doing the joyful noise at the top of the episode, I thought it'd be really cool to bring in our guest and ask them what's some joyful noise that you heard of or that happened to you whenever. Honestly, just bring it to us. Okay, so we're going to get right into it, but <laughs> oh, this is easy for me, obviously. Cece, that's my joyful oh noise my. in the past, past few months, but from a other perspective, I don't know um, at what point. We'll get to talk about what I do for a living, but I have some very cool news. The other day, I had a client actually come text me and tell me that she is pregnant after wanting to be pregnant. Getting healthier was her goal for pregnancy, and she's pregnant now. So that was super cool news. That was joyful, and it wasn't the exact time she wanted, but it was like exactly what she envisioned, just like all of her health things in order. Yeah. So she was fired up, super happy about it. So that's the joyful, joyful noise there. Okay. You know, what's crazy is that Tay was just in here and we were recording her episode, which might come after this episode when it's published, but Tay literally had the same joyful noise. We talked about Sarah's pregnancy. Oh, wow. So there's something there. You know, what's crazy. My client's name is Sarah. Stop. I swear. Are you serious? No, No joke. I'll have to text Taylor. I'll text her later. That is crazy. Back to back. Oh my gosh. There's scripture too, talking about Sarah being pregnant. I forget where, but that's wild. Okay. Wow. H or no H? H. Stop. Promise. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, you guys, that is some joyful noise to kick off our episode. Mind you, if you are new here, joyful noise is just our version of good news. Our hope is that I share a little bit of it and then you look for more of it in your own life. If you have joyful noise too, we want to hear it. But hello, Jonathan Lutz. (laughs) This is funny. This is just good. Why do you have to call my name like that? Because... Okay, who is Jonathan Lutz? Let the people know who you are and when and how did you find God? Okay, what do we want to know? Like, what is, what's the, the thought of who am I? Whenever you hear that question, what are the first couple nuggets that come to mind? Couple of nuggets. 
Cece's about the nuggets, golden nuggets. (laughs) Golden nuggets. We know that. Um, So when I think about that question, number one, I would probably answer to most people. I am a trainer and online fitness and health coach. Because that's kind of not necessarily my identity. Obviously, there's a spiritual component, identity stuff. But when I think of like what I do, what my life revolves around, it's spiritual and then my work. And my work is... Not much like work. It's more of just something I have a passion for. I love doing. So I always tell people that's the uh, the thing I would say is who I am or what I do necessarily. And then who I am from a spiritual standpoint. What's the second question? When did I? When and how did you find God? Okay. Well, so this one. Obviously, um, growing up in uh, the South, you go to church. And for me, I just kind of grew up in it. I had parents who were missionaries, super cool story. We could get into that. Just how my parents met in Bible school, went to, uh, Haiti, served there for years. I was not in Haiti with them. I wasn't born in Haiti. My sisters were, but, um, they came back, had me and I was grown up in a house of just amazing people, amazing Christians. So I had parents who were like amazing at taking me up into, uh, the faith. So I kind of just grew up in it. Obviously there's the component of when you grow up in the South, you go to church and there's the people that kind of just go and show up. Um, but for me, it was something my parents were very intentional about making sure that wasn't the case. Um, and when I hear that question about kind of where I met God, I don't have a, like a specific time. Um, I do have certain times in my life when I can remember like certain ages when it was like, Oh, it was more, um, intentional. Obviously when you're like real young, you're going to church, you're going to your classes, you're like, you're not thinking about it as much, but, um, I would say like as middle school and high school got going, obviously you go through different stuff and it's like actually is going to test the stuff that you're learning in the Bible. That's when you have to practice it. Um, so for me, it was just a, a always knowing God. Um, but it was more of the intentionality and practicing it when I was in middle school and high school and then getting baptized in, my sophomore year of high school, I believe. Um, so I didn't get baptized until pretty long after um, I was a Christian, but just because it was something I just didn't necessarily feel called to yeah. until later. Um, but like I said, it was definitely super young from when I was, I can't remember a time when I wasn't a Christian or knew God. Um, and my parents were super intentional about prayer and about actually knowing God versus just like turning to God for a, uh, a genie, you know, praying on him when you want something. So totally, totally. I can attest to that. Obviously know your parents and the people don't know that I know your parents, but we've hung out with the parents y'all and they are just as incredible as Jonathan is saying. Um, just like wholesome, kind human beings who love the Lord, who are on fire for the Lord. I guess I, we didn't talk about this yet, which is crazy, but I thought you might've been baptized super young and then got baptized again, sophomore year, but you're, you never were baptized before. Never baptized before. I don't know why I wasn't. Um, I do remember when I was in like elementary school, having times where they were like, Oh, if you want to get baptized, like let us know and we'll get you baptized. We'll go through like the, there was always like a week long or, or month long class before, like actually making people and kids aware of what it was like and what the reason was. Yeah. Um, I never, I remember thinking like, oh, that might be something I want to do. But like, I didn't yeah. feel like I needed to because I felt like I was kind of living. Um, I was 
somewhat intentional with my actions from a, a super young age. So I didn't really feel called to, but it was a cool experience in high school because I actually got baptized um, by my pastor, but my dad and my grandfather were both in the water with me. Oh. And we didn't talk about this, but my dad is, he was a pastor when he was in uh, Haiti or before he was in Haiti and then went to Haiti after medical school and had medical experience and was a pastor, but he was in the water. My grandfather was there with us in the water. Me and my brother got baptized on the same day. Um, so that was a cool experience, but yeah, it was, I don't know what the, the reasoning behind me not getting baptized earlier was, but I felt called then to do it. Totally. I think that's super relatable too, because that is so much of my story as well. Like growing up, I was baptized as a Catholic when I was what? I think we got baptized before we were even one or something like that. But grew up always knowing and believing in God. But you're right. Like it's so much of not until the rubber hits the road where you're able to come up against hard things and realize, okay, what am I going to, what decision am I going to make during this hard moment right now? And those are the moments that actually test your faith where it really challenges you to believe like, okay, I can't do this on my own. And that was my moment too, of getting baptized and recognizing that like, I cannot do this alone. Like I need to put God first in everything that I do if I Uh, want to live a good life, you know? Yeah, for sure. But that's really good. So as you guys know, if you follow me on social media, um, Jonathan is my boyfriend and he is obviously one of the most special and most important people to me. And I'm so grateful that I get to share him with you guys on this episode. One thing that, um, about Jonathan that I love so much is just your heart for the Lord. I feel like when we first met too, that was something that really was a standout to me because I was like, okay, that is like the number one requirement and choosing a partner is like, are they in love with God? Hopefully at the same degree as which you are too. And I know that that's something that you were walking in, but a couple runner ups, like he is one of the most kind men that I know. You're so patient. You love so well and you're very driven. And so I'm so excited to just unpack all the things with you today because I feel like when people first meet you, they probably might think that you're a little bit more shy, but then you really get to know you and there's just like, it's like an onion, just layers and layers and layers of who you are. So I just have a question like, have you always been this way? Have you always been patient? Have you always been kind? Have you always just been like in love with God and putting him first in your life? Yeah, that's a good question. I got to, have you told them about how we met first? No. We're getting into that? No. Do we want to cover that first? Should we cover that? Let's go I there. I think we should. Let's go there. Okay, go. You go first. What? You go. It's your it's your show. Oh, <laughs> like how we met? Yeah. Okay. I think that's good information to you're know. You're right. You're right. Um. So, you're right. Come on. Okay, we met. So, let's backtrack, y'all. It's May, it's about May of 2022, maybe. I see a follow come in. Jonathan Lutz. Lutz Jonathan? Lutz Jonathan. Lutz Jonathan. Lutz Jonathan. Underscore. Follow me. (laughs) I see that follow come through on the gram. And I'm like, oh, who's this man's? Click on him. And I'm like, oh, 
he's pretty cute. I'll follow him back. So I followed him back. But then several months go by, think nothing of it, watch his stories here and there, think you're watching my stories here and there, reacting to a couple things here and there. Welcome to 2022. <laughs> um, but then it was actually Reagan Davis, one of our mutual friends, um, my nutrition coach at the time. It was her last Sunday at the Belongco. And I remember sitting with her with our good friend Jay. Well, anyhow, it was her last Sunday. We had a whole moment. We were going to go to coffee after. As we're walking out, I see Jonathan at the exit door. And I'm not kidding you. And I say, like, it just felt like such a, whoa that's weird, Holy Spirit, are you here, kind of moment, because it was something, I don't know if it's prophetic or what, but something with Reagan leaving her last Sunday, her being such a pivotal piece in my like health journey and growth over the last year, you being a nutrition coach, good friends with Reagan, and then her saying, oh my gosh, Jonathan, I've been wanting you to meet Cece and Jay, Cece and Jay, meet Jonathan, and I was like, I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> I know there's some girlies out there that are like, I don't know. I tell the, I tell this story to some girlfriends and they're like, oh, you just said it. You just said, I follow you on Instagram. Like some people are weird about it and they just are like, Hey, my name's Cece. I'm like, no, that's so fake. I think we both said it though. I'm pretty sure it was like a mutual thing. I was like, yeah, I think I follow you on Instagram, okay. which I knew. I knew. Uh, yeah. I re actually remember saying that. I think I follow you. I definitely knew I follow you. Okay. I was like, I think, I think you said that too. And I was like, wait, hold on. But anyways, um, so that moment happened. Is that how you remember it? Yeah. Part one. You did that much better than I would have. Okay. Good thing you went. So then part two, um, two Sundays later, I believe, right? This is the wild part. Yeah. Two Sundays later. Or it might have been the next. Was it the next? It might have been the next Sunday. Okay, Lord, let us know, first or second. I don't know, but it was Holy Spirit driven, that's for sure. So I have a group chat with my guy friends, and not a lot of my closest girlfriends go to the church that I go to, so I always sit with the dudes, and it's just like me and three other dudes. And this particular Sunday, mind you, in the gap between when I met Jonathan and like this moment, we had no communication or anything. And I had been walking into church and I was like, God, I'm supposed to just sit by myself. Okay. Got it. Like I just had this prompting that I was supposed to sit by myself. So I was like, all right, well, where should I sit Lord? And I just felt like far left. And usually we sit in that like middle chunk, but I was like, nope, I'm supposed to sit on the far left. Okay. So I'm literally by myself sitting on the far left. I have no problem with doing that. I like, actually enjoy sitting by myself at church sometimes. Um, but this part is where it gets wild. Jonathan Manns comes in and look, I think you pick it up from there. Pick it up from here. So I'm searching for seats, come in late with a friend. Oh, you're going to say searching for CC. I was not searching for CC. That's not how this happened. I was looking for seats, came in late, had a friend come with me from out of town. She shows up late every single time. She'll probably listen to this, and she knows she's late every time. So, um, But we were searching for seats. A lot of the times we'll go to the far left because not as many people sit there because it's the opposite side when you walk in the church. Just looking for seats, and there's a row open. Hopped in the row. Then, at the end of service, Cece... I turn right, and she's right beside me, sitting four seats down, and I didn't even know she was there the entire time. It wasn't four seats. It was like three. It was one. Okay, well, this it, is it was where a it gets one or two. I mean, it was, <laughs> this is it was where it gets crazy. 
It was close. I love the male and then female perspective of I'm stories. I'm pretty sure the male perspective is right here. <laughs> no, I would have no. known you were sitting one seat next to me. Though. Remember, because you offered to sit right, like come closer. Because Alex was up there and she was like, say hi to your neighbor or whatever. And like, you know how she has a mingling yep, moment. You're right. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Good Thank call. you so no, much. No, initially it was until she said that. Yes. It was like four seats until. Probably because I always like worship and move so and you move skipped, away from my you seat. Sk- you skipped a step. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Four seats became one. Alex said, sit down, say hello. They moved together. I said hello. And I was like, what the heck? And I was like, that's weird. Crazy. And then from that moment, you were highlighted to me. The next week, yeah, after meeting the first time. What happened after that? So, I mean, after that, do you know what happened after that? Walk? Yeah, that was it. Okay. So I guess. It was after I left. Yeah. Okay. But the next week after, I posted a story on my Instagram of where I was walking. Yes. And she commented and said, I like. That I like to walk there, and I was like going to walk with me sometime. But she was going, where were you going? California, Italy. Italy. Oh yeah, she was going to Italy for a yeah. wedding, just <laughs> for a bachelorette. Yeah, good <laughs> good trip to Italy for like a whole week. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So then I DM'd him when I saw that because I was like, he's cute, man's, and I like that walk. So I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> and then yeah, the invite happened, and. The rest is history. The rest is history. We and just walk. We, we walk for like a while. I mean, the the walk there is like an hour, at least an hour. And I feel like we posted up for like another twenty or thirty yeah. or something. That was a long walk. That was a lot of good combo. Actually, some of that combo I do want to dive into here. So let's freaking go. Okay. Did you answer the first question? No, I didn't. Oh we just, my we just god! Whole, we just went. <laughs> Around the loop okay. of just like how we're we back. Met. So okay, we're back. thank you so much for asking that because I knew the people wanted to know, and I totally skimmed over that because I know that information, and I forget that y'all don't. So now you do. So let me let me preface one thing. My family, so my cousins and my brother in law, they asked me immediately when you walked out of the room. They were like, "Did you like intentionally go and sit by her?" Is what their question was, mm. and I was like. Nope. They were like wondering if our stories aligned, if it was just like I sat there just at by chance, yeah. not by chance as we know it. But right. um, I did not seek you out. It was definitely a God thing. So that's yes. that's what I want to point out. No, I'm so glad you said that because also for the people that have never been to Belonging nor heard of Belonging before, our church is really big. I think it seats 1,200 in yeah, there. Yeah, something like that. Upwards they, to 1,200. So imagine of all the rows, of all the seats. I mean, what the chances are like. What I would love to know the actual percentage someday. Yeah. Someday. We'll I mean, I don't know out. if you can figure that out. I but don't know either, but here we are. Um, so, yeah, praise God. You know, we love an, a written story by God because those are the best ones. All right, Jonathan, back to you. We need to know um, from all that I shared about all the great qualities that you embody, we got to know, have you always been this way? Or was there a year or a moment that may have shifted and molded you to become more of that? Yeah, definitely. So short answer, no, I've not always been this way. Yeah. Um, Okay, let me preface that by saying I have always been different than like a lot of people um I was intentional like with a lot of things but I had some areas like you were talking about patience and 
um, some areas of kindness and stuff where that was like a struggle for me because I'm naturally, I would say I'm naturally an extrovert. So if something's overwhelming to me or like that can test my patience, um, beforehand it would have a lot more. So um, I do say that before I went to the belonging was kind of where I was in that realm of follow God very intently, read the Bible every day when I was in college and, and in high school. But um, when I started going to the belonging, there was a big shift in um, just the way I acted from a, a patient standpoint and then from a, a joy standpoint. Yeah. I always had like a a viewpoint of gratitude and perspective, but from like an actual pure joy standpoint, I think the belonging was a big shift. And you could even, you could talk to my sisters and my uh, my mom and one of my best friends, Aaron, yeah. the one that went to church with me. Yeah. Um, she would tell you the exact same thing. Like there was a big shift there mm-hmm. um, from a patient standpoint in a lot of different areas. But I think just seeing um, the, or sensing the presence of God and like the church, like the belonging, um, it's a lot different than a lot of other churches in the South. So totally. I grew up going to churches where it's not necessarily as, um, intentional or people aren't as necessarily into it. Yeah. I guess is the way to put it. Like they're, they're there. They may even be singing, but it's like, they're not, they're just doing it just to show up and do it. Yeah. Mark it off the book. Um, but for me, like going to the belonging, there was like a big shift in the, the Holy spirit component of, of actually feeling convicted about that stuff. Totally. Um, so that shifted and it was like, honestly, it very, quick, immediate, like change. So that mm-hmm. was, um, one thing that did change a ton. I will say though, like growing up from middle school to high school to college, I was not like anybody else. I didn't go out and party I'd ever. Me and my brother, very similar. We yeah. high school never went to a party, never college, <laughs> never went to a party, but we were always at home doing our, our reading and reading books in the Bible and yeah, obviously we played sports and stuff. We were practicing sports, but like we were, we knew that that stuff wasn't going to fulfill what we were called to do on earth. So we yeah. just didn't take part in it. Yeah. Um, but still like there was that, the other areas of patience and stuff like that, that I struggled with. Um, that was a pretty big shift when I started going to the belonging. Totally. I can attest to that too, because honestly how spirit filled this house is, I think, Gosh, I'm just having a moment right now, too, where I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Whoa, (laughs) I'm literally crashing into the mic. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, that, you know, we both were in a place where the belonging was an opportunity to go even deeper with God. And then also the place where we got to meet each other. I think that that's so special because prior to the belonging, I think that I had a faith that felt maybe a touch more lukewarm, if I'm being honest with myself. It wasn't until my experience at the belonging too, where I've really felt, man, this is what it feels like to just be immersed by the Holy Spirit and to really feel things in a way that you've never felt them before. Like I remember it was the very first service at belonging that wrecked me. I was like in tears upon tears I don't know if you had a one service or was it like many services that kind of got you yeah I'm not the type that's like necessarily gonna drop in tears but there was like the initial one I went to I was like this is like different like you can sense the presence of God in there yeah and one thing that was really important for me in changing was like just people's how much they don't care like they're gonna praise God in whatever manner they want to praise God and what they feel that 
is going to glorify him. So that was something where like growing up, I was like, people knew I was this, the, a Christian and knew like I wasn't, me and my brother weren't the guys to go do certain stuff, but still like in church, I was scared to raise my hands and like sing, or I was, um, I wasn't scared to pray like in front of people, but like, I wasn't one to like want to push my faith on anybody. Um, and that was something that shifted a ton when I went to the belongings, just seeing the way that people, um, pour out to God. So that was a huge shift for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Okay. Switching gears a bit from church to our walk. So we went on our, would you consider it our first date? I would not. Not. Okay. I mean, it was more of like a first hand. casual, like, yeah. By the way, I think this is very powerful. Women and men too, whoever. I have a couple guys, I feel like, that plug in here. Um, that That is good. I feel like that's good advice to go on like a pre-date before the date, you know? Yeah. You got to like vet it out. You know, what's crazy is I actually hurt. So I was talking to another friend of mine about kind of what he does when he is like interested in somebody. And he always says a walk because it's like, it's easy enough to like, you can do the walk and it obviously it's not something where you're going to be out for hours. It's like, you're not going to walk for hours. So you can get like a feel. Yes. Of if there's like actually a connection yeah. based off the walk and then obviously ask the whoever to go on a date after. But yeah. I found that was actually something I like wouldn't have done before. So oh, yeah. there Unpacked. you have it. There you have it. So I think I heard this on Sadie Robertson's podcast, actually, but there's a like something chemically happens in our brains when we are with another human on a walk. You got to look into this more, Mr. Yeah, I don't Health know Guru. about this. No, I'm serious. It well, literally talked some... about like the chemistry that happens yeah. um, and how you feel more bonded because you're moving and exercise and how that some affects oxytocin? your reps. Yeah, I think so. I think that's was, I think that was it. That might be it. That might be the buzzword right there. But there you go. Um, so flashback, it's our first walk and I'm weren't. I'm learning about you for the first time. And I feel like we both have such good questions coming to the table. But one of the first things that I asked you is, did you play sports? And I'm not kidding you guys. For those of you who have been here since Glow Theory days, Glow Theory was the very first podcast that I launched before we did the rebrand to That's Joy. On Glow Theory with my best friend, I would always say, I'm looking for a man who loves Jesus and who knows how to throw a football. There's more behind that. It's not just know how to throw a football. To me, it means... It's pretty shallow. That <laughs> means so much more than the actual act itself. To me, it means like a man who is athletic, who can run and like be with my family doing these things together. Because my brothers are so important to me. I'm the only girl. And so to me, a future looks like someone who's going to jump in and then just like be a part of it. Like I can't imagine dating someone who isn't athletic for many reasons. Not that that's bad for anyone else, but just for me, that's something that I wanted to be intentional with. So when you said that you played football and then I was like, oh, what position? And then when he said quarterback, I was like, shut the front door. I can't do this. No way. So you probably don't remember that part, but that's what was happening in my mind. Yeah, obviously I had no (laughs) reason to think that meant anything. Exactly. But here we are. God is in the details. Um, You also talked so much about like self-development and how you read growth mindset books like in middle school and in high school. And that was what you chose to do. You even said that right now. I 
get curious too, like, where do you think that that ambition stemmed from? Because you started seeking those things out at such a young age. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. So, um, I think it was definitely like, it probably stemmed from a more shallow place. If I'm being honest, it was more of like sports. Mm. Um, I was, I don't want to say I was like one of the, the best players, but I mean, if you were to ask like my growing up, I was one of the better players in basketball and football. And I kind of had an expectation that I was going to be very good in high school. So growing up, I had that expectation and I'm a people pleaser. So I was like, I wanted to be literally the best person on the field, best person on the court. So growing up, me and my brother were practicing 24 seven, like anytime we were free and it wasn't pitch black. And even when it was dark outside, we were practicing basketball and football like all the time we loved it so I think it stemmed from that that point of wanting to be really good at sports um but more more so when I got into high school and this kind of stems into what I do now what I do for a living um but when I was in high school I had the option of I could either work to play college basketball or work to play college football and I was not good enough to do both and probably wasn't good enough to play in college regardless. It worked out. But um, I told myself I was going to do whatever it took to be successful with that endeavor. Trying to get to play college football um, is ended up what I wanted to do. Um, so I dove all in into health and fitness. And that's what kind of led me into the self-help um, side of things even more so. I mean, when I was in middle school and stuff, I cared about improving but it wasn't until I was in high school where it was like this burning fire like I wanted to read every book listen to every podcast yeah um, and honestly like YouTube had a huge impact on the way that I saw the world and the way that I um, had expectations for what my life would look like so I started listening to people in the health and fitness space um, and, and just following YouTubers. And it was yeah. something where they were like doing all these trips and they were making this money and they were super successful. And I was like, oh, that's that's possible. So I'm like, I'm from this small town yeah. in Tennessee. And you're like, oh, if you make this much money, you're successful, which obviously money's not the only uh, measure of success, but it's like, you just don't realize what's possible. Right. Um, and you're so used to being around people that are just like content with their day to day and their they don't have any desire to do anything bigger. Um, so YouTube was like mind blowing for me seeing these guys who are 20 something years old or younger. And they're just like having businesses and doing their thing. And I was like, Oh dang, like why couldn't that be me? Um, so like I just dove into everything I could from, a a fitness and health perspective because I wanted to play football. That was like the main thing. But on the backside of that, I was like, Oh, this right here makes me, more successful in the long term if I can be more uh very intentional with like my actions in that from like the self-help perspective that's going to make me better in sports so that was the thought and then just along the way it was more like oh this is like going to help me in life and then we can talk about in a little bit like the spirituality um component of that and the impact that had as well but Yeah. yeah it was definitely sports led into YouTube and led into just me like diving in yeah I love that so much because it reminds me of just like how conscious we have to be of what we're consuming. I think about social media today and even what it was when you were in high school versus what it is today. It's, it's, it's accelerated 10 X, you know, just how much we are consumers of social media and 
we have to be so intentional, y'all, with like actually guarding our hearts and positioning ourselves in a place where we are looking at things that are inspiring us, that are sparking ambition, that are sparking growth and positivity and love. And because if not, you will be seeing all of the opposite. You know, I just get curious what your life would have looked like if you were only watching things that are not growth minded, that are not good for you, you know, like what would your mindset look like today? Um, but because you were intentional with that time that you had and seeking out things of growth, it has allowed you to be somewhat of who you are today, of course, with several other different components, but that being a strong one, like, yeah, you chose no, I would that. definitely, my, my spiritual like side of things would not be where it is if it wasn't for yeah. the the self-help component and the like the ambitious side totally guaranteed not going to be where it is just because there's a huge correlation and from my point of view um and definitely agree though like what you follow who you follow what you are consuming is a very large dictator especially now for younger people yeah. um what is going to result in the actions they take and what their beliefs are so it's totally. just like I think Gary Vee is is one of the people who says like your your social media sucks because yes. <laughs> you follow crappy information or content. So yeah. follow better people. Right. So right. like yeah, I was definitely lucky to like get in and then only follow people that were feeding me stuff that was helpful. Totally. Um, so like even now if I scroll my feed, it's like people that I love and then people that inspire me and people that, um, can teach me something. So like, that's, that's all of it. Yeah, no, that's so good. And that is some wisdom right there to even just run with like, okay, that's some way that I can start leaning into that. So do you think that this lifestyle of like self-help, everything that you've just talked about is something that everybody can do? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's definitely an area where everybody can do it. Um, obviously the older you get, the harder it gets to unwind or undo these bad habits or these beliefs that you have. So it's definitely a thing where if you catch it younger, you're going to be, in my belief, you're going to be a lot better off. And that's not to say that you can't change from an older age. You hundred percent can, but I think everybody can do it just from an age perspective though. It's going to be a lot easier if you're feeding yourself these beliefs, these positive beliefs, um, and, and thoughts when you're younger. Um, but when it comes to actually creating change, what that looks like and what is required of you to do that, um, it starts with really small actions and like, there's so many things, there's a ton of tips I could give people, but like reading is the number one thing I would, would tell people is like, if you can just start reading something, your life will change. Mm. Um, because there's so much that goes with that. It's not just what you're reading. It's the discipline of like, sitting down and reading like that is for me I don't love to sit down so it's like me sitting down to read was something where I had to build the discipline and I mean that's something like I mentioned we can talk about the spiritual side of things same thing for your bible building your discipline and actually doing it some days you're not going to want to do it most days you're probably not going to want to do it but showing up and doing it consistently regardless of how you feel um, that's that discipline that comes with it so I think that would be like the number one thing I tell people is just like 
get active and read. So like, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I love tactical advice on here. Y'all know that. So those are two things that you can actually do tomorrow to start changing into that person that you feel called to be, because that's what we're all doing here, right? We're all trying our best to step into the calling that God has on our lives. And, um, Jonathan has done that so beautifully through all of his actions that have now just compounded. So speaking of all of that growth and everything that you just talked about, I feel like that so beautifully carries into what you do every day. And you've touched on that a little bit, but will you dive in a little bit deeper um, and let the people know what you get to do on like a day to day? Because I feel like a lot of people don't fully understand. Yeah, or what know. I get to do. I love that. Get, get to do get because to do it. it is a choice. It you is. don't have to do it. And it's a blessing that I get to do it. It is. So it's not that I have to do it. Yes. That's good though. Yeah. So I do online nutrition and fitness coaching. So what that looks like is just obviously the nutrition component is pretty simple, walking people through diet plans. Um, and then from a fitness side of things, it's exercises, workouts for them through my app. And just honestly, my, I always want to tell people like, it's not just health and fitness. It's the whole thing. Like I want to help you in your, your mindset, your spiritual side of things. That's something that I take, uh, a lot of pride in is having uh, that side of things be even more important than the health and fitness. It's all connected, but um, your health and fitness doesn't matter if, if you don't have your, your mindset and your uh, spirituality in order. But um, yeah, and I also do in-person training. So working out with um, clients, training them, and that's what I do for a living. That's what yeah, I get to do. That's what you get to do. Um, many people don't often correlate like their health like their physical health and their physical well-being with their spiritual. Like I think a lot of people, even myself for so long, really saw that as like two separate buckets. Like it doesn't blend. Obviously we know that it does blend, but but not to the depths of what you know, just how much they really do blend. Can you speak to that and just go in on like how Still you in. have seen just your own clients and yourself too, like what it has looked like to prioritize one and how it goes hand in hand with the other. Yeah, definitely. So I think it's kind of cool just to kind of start off that point by like, I have male clients who are 20 years older than me. Um, and, and the cool thing is like when I kind of point this out to them, it's something that they never thought of um, from a, a health and fitness perspective and how it intertwines with your spirituality. Um, and that is that like the biggest thing for me is the discipline you build um, through health and fitness. Because obviously like the big thing with health and fitness is it's just freaking hard to do. Yeah. Most people day in and day out, the reason they fail is because they do things that are not sustainable. Um, but it's because it's hard. I mean, it, even when it is a sustainable action, it has to be something that you are intentional with and you have to make the choices every day. Um but that is the exact same thing with your faith. You're not going to want to be a Christian every day. You're, you're going to want to make the, the easy choice that is doing what your friends are doing when uh, it's probably not based off what they should <laughs> the be wisest. doing off the Bible, right? So um, I think the discipline you build through health and fitness carries over to every area of your life. But the spiritual component was a huge shift for me, like, when I became disciplined in my health and fitness, like I'm going to exercise however many days a week, I'm just going to move my body every day. I'm going to eat this way. That's just who I am now. It's not what I do. It's who I am. Mm. Um, and that became the same identity as my spirituality was. I'm a person who reads every day. I sit down mm. and read my Bible 
every day regardless of how I feel, no matter the circumstance. If it's if I go out and I don't get back until 1 a.m., I guess I'm reading my Bible at 1 a.m. because that's who I am, not what I do. So That's so good. That was the, that's the biggest thing that I connect health and fitness and um, just the spiritual component of things. And it's cool just to see how even older people um, who are, are wise in their spiritual side of things, they don't necessarily um, view at that point or, or that way. And for even pastors, I've had, I've talked to pastors who are, um, they're like, yeah, that's a, a really good point that I don't even think of myself. And, and they're unhealthy and they're, they're not in the shape they need to be in. Obviously they know what the scripture says about treating your body like a temple and, and, and uh, being intentional with that, but it's it's a different viewpoint when you can start to kind of see how it's going to help you beyond just your what you look like, right? right? So it's like that is the biggest thing that I can connect health and fitness and spirituality with. Yeah, no, that's really good. It reminds me of two things. One, I really love that you said um, it's not what I do, it's who I am. That's a statement that has helped me so much in the last, like, honestly, the last like two years, what I would, I'd constantly whisper these things to myself, um, to cultivate who I really wanted to be. And it was something as small as like the dishes. I literally thought about this at the sink one day and had like a Holy spirit download. And I was like, man, I really dislike doing dishes. (laughs) Like I don't enjoy it at all, but I need to be someone who does the dishes because one day I'll be married and under the same house as my husband. And I would be so bothered if he left dishes in the sink. So I can't be leaving dishes in the sink right now. And I had this aha moment probably like two years ago, I'd say. So every time that I went to the sink when I was by myself, I would literally whisper, and this is what y'all can do with any area of your life. Like I am someone who does the dishes. I am someone who wakes up early. Every time you set your alarm for that crazy, time that you are like, Oh, I don't want to get up at six. I don't want to get up at five. You say, I am someone who gets up early. I am someone who exercises. And I love that because it's something that like everybody can run with. I am someone who picks up my Bible. Like that is just an easy like thing that we can all start doing. And there are days where you will fall short. I'm sure you could speak to that too, right? Like the amount of times that we will fall short is so real. Like hello, there are days where I haven't picked up my Bible and I don't feel as great those days. And I will definitely say that, you know? Um, but the, the effort is like, okay, how are we going to be more intentional with that time? Knowing that it does bleed into every area of our life. And as you were talking too, I thought about like the whole quote that we all know, you can't pour from an empty cup. Like you must fill yourself so that you can be a vessel and a fountain for others to drink upon, right? Like that's what you do in your work. Like if you didn't exercise every day, but then you were telling everybody else to exercise, I can't imagine what the overflow would feel like or would taste like. It probably wouldn't be as good, you know? Yeah. That would be like CC not being the most joyful person in every room she walks into and then having a podcast called That's Joy. <laughs> It'd be like, why is she so angry like, if I was She might angry. be a hypocrite. <laughs> Praise God that we're not that, okay? Yeah. But are. I definitely agree. Like, it's something where, just like you were saying, when you don't do that thing, you kind of feel bad about it. It's the yeah. same thing with your health and fitness. When you have a bad day of eating or you don't exercise, you physically, your body is not going to feel as well. And that is just an indicator to that 
what you should be doing that you didn't do. Same thing from a spiritual side of things. When you don't read your Bible or you go days without it, you're going to lack spiritual connection. You're going to lack that, that relationship you have with God because you're not putting in the time um, with him. So it's, there's, there's no difference between the health side of things and the spiritual. You know what I just thought of? Who made our bodies? Who made it that way? I mean, come on. It's like, all intentional. It's all intentional. And there is a plan beyond what we can see. Okay. That is so good. Um, just maybe three three quick little things that you would tell our people who are wanting to reach for growth and wanting to reach for both physical and spiritual growth. Like, what are three things they can do tomorrow to just fire it up? I want to I wanna get better, you know? Three things. So... Spiritual and physical together. That are going to help you both. Either. Okay. Whatever. We'll go. Whatever okay. will help. We can them. do this for sure. So number one, for sure. The the first thing I would tell people is just move every day. Yeah. Have a step count goal, whether that's 6,000 for you, 7,000, 10,000 would be amazing. I don't care if you get 10,000, get as many as you can get in and just move. Start becoming the person that moves every day, whether that's lifting or running or whatever you like doing, just do it every day. Um, the second thing I would say is just eat better food. You're going to feel better, um, from a a physical side of things. You're going to feel better even if you're not losing weight. Um, and then from like a mental side of things and a spiritual side, your mental clarity is 10 X what it's going to be if you're eating sugar and processed food. Um, and I think that has a big implication on the way you think about life, the way you think about things. Um, and you're just going to have a better insight on life and, and what it consists of. And then the last thing I would say, um, is to do something uncomfortable every single day, whether that's for me, that was starting cold showers and just like starting with a minute, um, for some people that might be the exercise for other person that might be, um, getting on social media and like recording themselves working out or, or showing people like they're doing something. So yeah. they're having to put themselves out there, but definitely move every day and then eat quality food and do something uncomfortable. Cause those three things are going to push you in every area of your life. Make that a quote card. Make that a real, that was, nice. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Okay, we are going to pivot now into a little fun category um, called rapid fire questions. This isn't for right. everyone. Here we go. This is just because you're very special. Um, we already did this one and I thought about it, but it was how did you and Cece meet? Which, okay, we did that. See, I, already, I, was, I was prepared. See, you saw this. You snuck yeah. in here and you saw it. Um, okay, what if you were going to eat your very last meal... On earth, before the good Lord took you, what what are you eating? Very last meal. That's tough. I know. Cece's peanut butter cookies. Stop. They're phenomenal. <laughs> y'all y'all got to get them at some point. I don't know. She needs to have a meetup meet and up. just cookies for everybody. I just have and She's like... got to make all of them because <laughs> she has like a special touch. So her cookies, um, I'm going to, I have to go with like cheesecake. I'm a big sweets guy. So we're going like cheesecake. Yeah cookie dough and I'm going to pick something savory and I'm going to go with a good chicken like fried chicken wing without the bone so I'm the guy who's like I want nuggets boneless G- give me some boneless fried probably like not chick-fil-a jerk. no no okay. we're talking like buffalo wild wings something like that like something more naughty <laughs> yeah something naughty where I'm like a pound of some blue cheese <laughs> yes if you're not a blue cheese fan 
Sorry. I mean, that's all me. I'll take it all. I love that. With some wedges. We'll, we'll go with some wedges. We got the whole meal. You really described yeah. it. I wasn't expecting that. Come there. on now. There we go. I'm a foodie. He also is hungry right now, so that probably... <laughs> we're about 20 hours fasted. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, we're, we're just all over the place on these rapid fire questions. What is your best piece of advice when it comes to relationships? Best piece of advice. This is very easy and something I need to get better at, which is <laughs> communicating how you feel um, is like so critical. That's definitely hard. Um, obviously, if you know that like you're not feeling great or something like that's hard to communicate. But even with my clients and stuff, communication is always the first thing I stress to them. And practicing that is very hard. Yeah. Um, so communication, definitely. Yeah. So good. So true. Okay. What is a non-negotiable when it comes to your morning routine? Back in the day, I would have a much better question or a be much better answer for this question. Yeah. Um, but currently I'm just, I got clients 6 a.m. So I get up 435. Um, but I definitely starting my day off with a big glass of water and a scoop of greens powder every day, regardless, yeah. 16 ounces of water, scoop of greens, give my body something it needs in the greens and the water. And it just sets you up for success. If you can do the first thing of the day, um, something that is going to help you um, from a, a physical side of things or a spiritual side of things there, you're going to want to make better actions throughout the day. So yeah, that's no, it. That's really good. I forgot these rapid fire questions too are from y'all. You wrote in on the DMS and I'm pulling some of those. So the last question is what's your favorite thing about CC favorite. That's so easy. And this is a, it's a reason she has this podcast. Um, it's it her joy. It's like what she radiates to everybody else. So I grew up with a mom who is very similar to CC in the way she just loves people um, and that was something I knew was necessary for me to have an, uh, a relationship. And it's like, if obviously you get it from the podcast, but when you see her in person, it's mm -hmm. like a whole nother level. Cause her, her physical, the way she even like moves her body and she's just freaking happy all the time and fired up. Um, not all the time, obviously, but yeah, like she's, she's intentional about being joyful, even when she's. I'm not necessarily feeling it, um, which is like one of my biggest thing is like the perspective you have on things, gratitude perspective. Um, that was like the most attractive thing. Honestly, it's just the way she like loves people. So mm. that was easy. <laughs> okay. The final question. And her cookies. Sorry. The her, cookies. Her cookies. The cookies are always <laughs> the highlight. Fun fact. My brother-in-law came up to me after she made them. <laughs> or she made them the first time and he asked her and, or asked me, when are you going to marry him or marry her? <laughs> I was <laughs> like, uh, for what? He was, he was like, the cookies. Oh, shit. <laughs> the, cookies. Like, the cookies. Just for the cookies. Okay. This is the final question that I ask every single guest on the show. And Jonathan Lutz, what does joy mean to you? Yeah. So I knew this question was coming. So I thought about this. So um, when I think of joy, honestly, this, this answer has changed over the past two years. Um, I would used to have said joy would be being happy no matter what, or, um, showing up and acting a certain way, no matter how you're feeling. Um, but now I kind of just shift my, the word from joy to gratitude and perspective. Um, just because I can say from more experience in life that you're not always going to be happy and that's okay. Um, but having gratitude and having perspective about what you are blessed with will give you a sense of joy, even if you're not 
physically being happy or, or like it's hard sometimes to, to be happy um, or be joyful in certain circumstances. If you're super tired and you're stressed and things aren't looking great, like it's hard to be happy and joyful, Um, but having perspective about what God has blessed you with um, about what it could, what could actually happen. Like what's the worst case scenario that could happen. And if you look at that and you're like, dang, I'm way better off than that. That'll give you just a sense of joy where you're like, yeah, this isn't as bad as I'm making it out to be. Yeah. Um, so I kind of shift the the joy thing into gratitude and perspective because it's easy to think um, you need to be joyful all the time, but that's just not true. I mean, it's not going to be something that you can realistically do. I mean, I don't think God calls us to be happy all the time. So Yeah, yeah. I love that so much. And I feel like you had a recorder or camera in here from earlier because I literally said that (laughs) earlier today that gratitude and joy just go hand in hand and how much it changes your perspective. Yeah, and you just said all of that, which is so true. And just that much more confirmation, y'all, that when you get grateful, like when you, your life is just, you are grateful. That is who you are. You will experience more joy. Like, I don't know, and I've never met someone who is grateful who doesn't have joy. Like, it just goes hand in hand. And so if you're wondering, and so many of you plug into this podcast, right, because you want to experience more joy in your own life, if you want that very thing, start writing down the things that you're grateful for. Start reaching out to the people that you feel grateful for and tell them why you're grateful. When you start doing these things that are actions, you will experience more more joy. Can I chime in there? Yeah. So I think even more simple step is to just write down, or for me, I did this for 365 days, year straight. Let's go. On social media was I just posted, wake up grateful, count your blessings, and spread some love was I, I posted that every day for a year. Yeah. Um, but for a, somebody listening to this, sit down and write down, I am grateful every morning. First thing, like it can be uncomfortable to tell people why you're grateful for them. Yeah. If you're not comfortable doing that yet, literally just sit down and remind yourself of who you are that's um, and, and the way that you're going to think. Cause that's going to change uh, the actions that you make and the way you think. So yeah, that's really easy good. actionable step. Come on. That's really good. We love it. Like step one, step 50, wherever you're at, just start, just start. Okay. There we go. Okay, Jonathan, how can the people show up for you if they want to be underneath your wing? If they're like, hold up, he coaches? I want him to be my coach. I'll have a little bit of FOMO, but I'll be happy for you guys. So (laughs) let me know. Let the people know. How can they show up for you? What can they plug into? Um, Where can they follow you? All right, here we go. We'll go in. So first off, Obviously, we got a, a large audience of females here. If you got your boyfriend doesn't not into health and fitness, just send him my page. Just send him yes. my page. I'm just gonna feed into him. Every, I post <laughs> every day. I'm posting something on the my stories every day. Put him on it. I'm gonna hopefully feed into him something that's gonna yes. help him. But um, for you listening, um, number one, I have free resources on my Instagram. You can go in the link in my bio. Let's Jonathan underscore is my Instagram. Please give me a follow. Obviously, anybody listening to CC, I want to follow you back, interact with you, get to know you just like she does. Um, But I have a fat loss guide. I have a free workout plan in my link in my bio. Um, If you want information beyond that on coaching, I do online coaching for people all across um, the United States. And if you're in another country, I can do you as well. Um, So 
reach out to me. Social media is the easiest way to get to me. Um, I got links in my bio, all the stuff, but that's it. And then hopefully we're going to be starting a podcast in a month or so. Yeah. So maybe, are. maybe CC can bring that back up. And like when I get it going, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, hyperlink it in the, the description, but 100% we could put that in there once it happens. Um, and I will say, and like end with this, if any of those things that he just shared, like draws any ounce of interest to you, just go do it. I've literally like, we get to co-work together because we both work on our own things and the amount that he cares about the work that he does and how he tends to his clients and nurtures his people. Like he, you care you care, you care, you care, and you want to continue to become more knowledgeable and better yourself so that you can better others. And I see that so much. And so I know that any person who signs up underneath you or consumes any ounce of your content, um, is just going to be blessed by it because it comes from a place of just like abundant love and the love that you feel from God that you're just pouring out. So go do that. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, that is all. Thank you, Jonathan, for being here. Appreciate you. All right, you guys, I have to know what your favorite part of this episode was. If you have a favorite part, if there was a nugget that Jonathan shared that you want to hear more about, man, I want to hear what that is. Shoot me a text to 615-813-4813. And if you ever have any topics or any other people that you want to hear on the show, I want to hear what those things are too. So feel free to shoot me a text. If you're not following me on social yet, you can hang out with me at C-C-A-L-B-O-N-E-R-O on Instagram and on TikTok. And you could follow at That's Joy the Podcast on both as well. If you have yet to subscribe, rate, or leave a review, man, it would do wonders if you went and did that. I think... Writing a review takes about two minutes, but man, it is such a big way that you can bless fellow podcasters out there. So thank you in advance for taking the time to do that. And friends, I'll never leave an episode without saying if you have even the smallest desire to meet the creator of the universe, or if you've already been saved, but you aren't really free, I want to invite you to sit at the table of plenty with me and so many others. I'm telling you, there's an abundance here. There is an overflow here in there is so much joy here. I'm here to tell you that God is for you. All you have to do is invite him into your heart right now. He's waiting for you. He wants to meet with you. And friend, I am so proud of you. If you just made this decision, I would love to know who you are. Shoot me a text to the number in the show notes so I could pray for you. I love you and God loves you. And until next time, I'll talk to y'all next time. Thank you for being here. Thank you.